You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, OneClick Lindsay, and today I have Miss Nancy Gaines on the line. And you're going to want to stick around for this because her and I are going to be talking about being more productive, which is going to help you in your search for more traffic and leads. And we're also going to talk a ton about Hero, which is a wonderful way to get more traffic and leads to your website. If you've never heard of it, you're going to want to make sure that you listen to this episode of the Traffic and Leads Podcast. Now, let me tell you a little bit about my friend Nancy. She is a former management consultant for IBM Ernst & Young and Cap Gemini. Nancy spent two decades helping clients to be even more productive. She structures time, projects, and resources in strategic ways to provide optimal business clarity and success. She is a fiercely committed to guiding focus-driven leaders to achieve ease in running their campaigns so they have superior productivity, profits, and employee engagement. She is also the host of a high-quality, popular podcast called The Nancy Gain Show, which I was featured on. That's how we met. I highly recommend you check it out. And she has been featured by numerous news organizations. Welcome to the show, Miss Nancy. Lindsay, it's so exciting to be here. We finally get to do a second podcast together. Yes, and you, it's just been so fun to get to know you. Miss Nancy went to podcast movement where she had a ton of success and sent me a, a wonderful, um, the, uh, the program that I was featured in. So she was my eyes and ears at podcast movement. She's become, you know, I'm going to consider her a good friend of mine since we connected via podcasting, the power of podcasting, right, Nancy? Absolutely. And we missed you this year. It was such an amazing event. Can you tell us, we may as well talk a little bit about it. Can you tell us like the highlights, a little bit about it? Tell us about your special interview for everyone to check out. Oh my God, I feel so grateful. I was able to snag an an in-person interview with Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. I've never done a podcast face-to-face with someone, and to do my first one with Pat Flynn was just amazing. And it's going to roll out this Wednesday, and the cool thing about it is I actually got him to teach us how to beatbox. You know what beatbox is, Lindsay? <laughs> Fair. Uh, why don't you do an example for us, Nancy? Well, I can't. I, I guess I'm not a very good student, but I do remember he said it's all about two drums, the bass drum and the snare drum, and if you could just modify those two beats, you could beatbox. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. And he also, Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, he also shared a lot about his new book, Will It Fly? It talks about testing your business idea before rolling it out, and just a couple other playful things about Back to the Future, his favorite movie. But yeah, that was one of my highlights. Um, also, I got to meet Jan. Jan's one of your friends. How did you meet yes. Jan? Uh, via podcasting. All my good friends come from podcasting. So There's something great about podcasters. They're so approachable. They rarely say no, and they're just full of energy. Yes, yes. So so you're, by the time this airs, Nancy, I think your Pat Flynn interview will already be out. So what's the best way for people to check out that awesome interview? Yeah, thanks for asking. They can find it on my website, nancygaines.com, and that's G-A-I-N-E-S. And it's, of course, available on SoundCloud and iTunes. For, awesome. It's number 88. And Pat was super excited about being number 88 because that's the speed it takes for the DeLorean to get back <laughs> to the future, and, which is his favorite movie. So he's like, please make me number 88. I said, done, Pat. Oh, my gosh. That is so awesome. That sounds so much fun. Well, let's talk a little bit more about you, Nancy. So you're a business coach, right? Absolutely. Okay. Tell us a little bit more about that. 
So my team and I, we keep people going the right direction and avoiding the wrong path by keeping them really productive, focused on the right things in the right order so they're using their money and time the fastest way to accelerate their business. So basically, a business coach that specializes in productivity. You can appreciate that, right? I sure can. So in your search for traffic and leads, there's so many, you know, shiny objects. Like, should you be on YouTube? Should you be um, doing live streaming video? Should you be blogging? Like, what should you doing? What should you be doing? So can you can, can you narrow that down? Like, first of all, people will procrastinate a lot. So they won't put out that newsletter because maybe they're scared that they'll get unsubscribes or they're just too tired or whatever. What are your secret tips for not procrastinating, Nancy? Yeah, there's three reasons I found that people procrastinate. One, they don't know how to do it. And that just holds them back because they're afraid to ask for help. So you've got to ask for help. No one's going to look down on you if you need help. We all need help. The second reason people procrastinate is they don't think they have the resources, maybe not time or money, but all of that can totally be found with a lot of productivity tips we can share later. And the third is they honestly don't want to do it. (laughs) They're more committed to their struggle than to their success. And if you really don't want to do something, maybe you should find somebody else to do it for you or don't do it at all. So those are the three things I find that people procrastinate for. I like what you said. They're more committed to their struggles than their success. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Maybe give an example or something. (laughs) Sure. I was just talking to my husband about this last night. He's on a business trip. And I was saying, I I met this girl yesterday and she's like, I totally need to systemize. And I said, that's exactly what I help clients do. I would love to help you. But she never said, well, how do we move forward? How do we work together? And I told my husband, I think people just like to complain about not having systems, but they don't really want to change. Do you ever see that with your clients? Yeah, I see that with myself. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So that means you're more committed to just, you know, complaining about it versus it's not painful enough to take action. Yeah. So let's talk about like, let's talk about systemizing. So do you have any tips to getting started? Is it more than just like, what do, what have I done today or what tasks do I do every day and go into a Word doc and basically like write it down so that I can hand it off? Is it as simple as that? It, it can be simple. I think people make it a little overcomplicated. So system is, you need a system for anything that you do more than one time. So let's talk about podcasting. You, I know you use a scheduler for people to pick the time they want to podcast with you. That is what a system is. You send them the link. They send you their bio, their headshot, maybe a few questions they want to highlight, and it's one and done, right? right Otherwise, right. you would be crafting an email to me and saying, hey, can you do this day? And I'll say, no, I'm busy. How about this day? And we're going to waste lots and lots of time back and forth picking the exact date. So that's a system. Another system is this. So here's a personal one. We have a set place in our house where the mail goes, and it goes there all the time. So it's not like, where are the bills? We know they're on a certain place. That's a system. So when it comes to business, you want to take those examples to a higher level. For example, how do you receive payments? How do people pay you? That could be a system that as soon as they pay you, they get their product delivered. It could be as simple as scheduling your social media posts with Hootsuite, Buffer, or some other tool. Does that make sense? That does make sense. So I think where I struggle and maybe many other business owners struggle is 
So it makes me feel good that I have some systems because, of course, I'm getting paid. Yes, so congratulations. Yay. <laughs> um, but I feel like in my business, maybe there's some things I don't feel like they could be systemized because they need my special touch. Is that true? Or can you really systemize everything? Well, let's talk about a specific example. What do you do that takes up a lot of time that you'd rather not do? Like, oh, well, um, let's not say that I'd rather not do, but I would like to delegate it once in a while, right? Let's just talk about uh, like a web design. So I would get I would get requirements from a client. I would send that off to my web designer. He would send it back. I, I feel like I need to look at it to make sure it follows all the steps and maybe send it back to him and it kind of goes back and forth and back and forth. And I don't know that I could necessarily systemize that because I feel like, I need to look at that. Okay, that is a great example. It took us a few minutes, but I think that's a perfect <laughs> one, too. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. that's great. So you probably, if, if you don't already, and I bet you have this, but let's assume you don't, have a standard intake form. So you're asking very specific questions that lead the client to give you the requirements very easily versus having to sit down one by one with them in a coffee meeting to collect them. So that would be something you could systemize is the 10 questions you need to build the home page. And maybe there's another okay. five for the About Me page, another three for their landing page. So by having some of the questions already prepared, that is a system that you still probably have to be involved to review it because that's your specialty, but it gives you a jump start versus starting from a blank sheet of paper. That's actually a really decent answer. I need to go review my client intake form because that would actually probably make things a whole lot easier if I was a lot more clear in that one, right? Right, and maybe it, it, it could even be a multiple choice because you've worked with so many clients over the years that you kind of know the standard questions to ask and you're leading them to give you the right answers. You're setting them up for success and streamlining your time. Dang, Nancy, you are good at this. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, while we're still on the, um, I still want to talk for a few more minutes about productivity, but we do have to get to this Harrow thing. But um, I know I'm not alone when I feel like, oh, I have so much to do and my to-do list is whirling around my head and I feel so busy. So I must be productive, right, Nancy? <laughs> Yeah, busy usually means broke. Not in your case, oh. but I've heard I've heard mentors say busy equals broke. So here's some tricks on your to-do list. I'm going to make it really simple. And of course, if people want to work more closely with me, of course, I can share how to do that. But really high level, most people make a to-do list and they just start at the top and go from top to bottom. The trick is if you can group your to-do list on a separate sheet of paper and start saying, oh, these are all the calls I have to make. These are all the things I need to write, whether it's blogs or email. These are all the in-person meetings I need to set up. And then tackle your tasks as a unit versus one by one. You're going to save a lot of time versus jumping from task to task to task. The second trick I would say is take that to-do list and put an S for systems next to everything that you do more than one time and then figure out a system so that comes off your to-do list and it happens automatically, almost like set it and forget it. Those are just that is very interesting. What about, so do you recommend doing that like on paper or like base camp or I'm guessing you don't really care as long as it gets done? I don't really care as long as it gets done. It gets done. I'm a paper person. I've been using the daytimer system oh. for, almost, for decades. But some people are electronic. So you've got to find what's going to work for you so you stick with it. It's like a diet. If someone says, what do you like to eat? You can eat these foods. It's a lot easier than saying what you can't eat. So, you know, it's easier to stick to something that you enjoy doing, like pick an exercise that you like to do versus push-ups that you don't like to do. Make it work for you. 
I like that. Okay, that makes sense. Do you recommend, like, when do I go update my to-do list? Just every time I have something to do? Do I do it at the end of the day? When do I go and organize it? Tell me some more about Sure. Getting the most out of my day. So here's another trick, and this is one of my favorites, is when I know I need to follow up with somebody, I actually open to a page in my calendar, and it could be their tool if they use Basecamp, and pick, maybe I need to follow up in two weeks. Like right now I'm waiting for an affiliate commission from something I sold in February, and it's driving me nuts that they can't just knock it out. So every 10 days in my calendar, I put a little note, check on the commission. And I call on that. I open the day and there's my to-do list already because I've been building this to-do list in advance. And then when I turn the page, everything I need to do is already planned for the day. Now, sometimes I have to add new stuff, but that's how I keep up with things that are in the future. I like that. What about since we're all small business owners, like those fires that pop up, do you just schedule? Do you have any recommendations for that? Because those always take priority. Absolutely. These are really good questions, Lindsay. <laughs> well, I'm very disorganized now. <laughs> <laughs> I can help you with that. Right, there you go. <laughs> so I only plan about 50 to 60% of my available time every day, and that leaves about you know 40 to 50% for unexpected stuff that comes up. Because two things come up. One, something takes longer than I anticipate, and second, something pops up on my plate that uh, is a fire that I need to put out. So I try to only schedule about half to 60% of my day so I've got time for the adjustments, and if nothing comes up, I can always start on tomorrow's to-do list. I love that. Okay. Um, I want to talk about email. So email is the total time waster, right? So... I know I personally will only check email three or four times a day. I try not to keep it open. I'm guessing you would agree with that. I actually do keep mine open in my trick. So good for you. Tell me. <laughs> I started unsubscribing. And uh, oh. at first I'm like, oh, they're going to be mad at me because, you know, I know them. But I realized I can always resubscribe down the road. And that way it's really limited my inbox. I just got back from speaking in Mexico and I thought I'd be – inundated in emails and it's actually been way under control so I like your trick of just testing it a few times opening it a few times a day but also unsubscribing to unnecessary stuff I love it I love it okay so when I come to work with you and I am not organized and I just kind of like I don't even know where to start I'm guessing you're going to take my hand and lead me down some path and ask me the right questions right Absolutely. What I usually see with my clients is that they're trying to do it all. We're small business owners and we think we should do it all. And just because like I know how to change an outlet or a ceiling fan doesn't mean I should do it. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I've got yes. the knowledge, but it doesn't have to be me. So the third step, we talked about making a, a to-do list, grouping the things together. The third step was putting an S by anything that's repeatable. The fourth step is actually going through and figuring out what truly only I can do, like only my knowledge can do this. And I start eliminating the other things that really don't me need me. Somebody once told me this trick is blank NN. So you put your first name in the blank. So you'd be like Lindsay and NN means not needed. I would be Nancy, not needed. You have to figure out how to offload other things, uh, offload things to other people. So you only focus on your core talent. Wow. I like that. What a great discussion. Um, okay, so let's let's move over to this Harrow thing, which when we first chatted, I didn't realize you were a Harrow expert. But for those of us, we've never talked about this on the show, and it's the perfect um, 
Traffic and Leads Generation Tool. So tell us what HARO is when I keep saying that. Sure. HARO is an acronym. It stands for Help a Reporter Out. Help a Reporter Out. There's a website, helpareporter.com. Basically, this is where reporters are looking for sources to give them information about a story. And it could be on TV, radio, ABC, NBC, all the major networks, Huffington Post use this. It started as a Facebook group because reporters were having a hard time finding sources for their stories because a reporter can't know everything, right, Lindsay? Right. So they're given an assignment to get something done, and they're like, I need help. So this is an amazing free platform that connects reporters with sources, and the cool thing is when a reporter picks you up and mentions you and your website, people are like, hey, you know, Lindsay is really this expert on generating traffic. I need to check her out. They're going to come to your site, see all the amazing tools you have, and say, I need to look into, into Lindsay and possibly work more closely with her. Yeah, so just from a traffic and leads perspective, I mean, if you're mentioned on the Huffington Post, if you're mentioned on any of these news outlets, Google for sure is going to love that because it makes you more legit. First of all, second of all, you'll get traffic from those websites as people click through. Third of all, you'll get those coveted as seen on NBC, Fox News, all those amazing like TV icons, Huffington Post icons, media icons, which makes you way more legit. So this is a super secret way to actually go about getting such things. And Nancy knows how to do it. So that's what help a reporter out is. Um, so you said it's free. Is there a pay? There's, there's no paid on there, Nancy? There is a paid subscription. I don't think it's worth it right now. It's like $50 a month. Basically, let me explain how it works. So after you register to be a source and it's free, make sure, here's a trick, you put in all of your contact information because they want to make sure you're a legitimate source before they quote you. They don't want to look bad. So have a website, have email, have Twitter and social media presence. So what happens after you register to be a source? Three times a day, Monday through Friday, you get this email of all these reporters looking for help. Um, like today, I just saw one asking for help for, from event planners. I just met this event planner in Mexico and said, you need to respond to this because you're trying to grow your business. If you get mentioned by this trade association, you are gonna, it's going to rock your business. So three times a day, you get emails. They're all categorized, and you kind of just go down to your category. Some of them are medical. Some of them are lifestyle, business. There's education, government, all sorts of stuff. I just scroll down to business, look at who's looking for what, and if I know the answer, I'll respond to that reporter. You just respond to the email. If they like you, they will contact you to get a little bit more details and then print your information. Now, a couple tricks. They usually get what they need in the first 15 minutes of this email coming out, so you've got to be quick with your answer. The second trick, put an amazing header in an amazing attention grabber in the header of the email so they actually want to open yours versus saying, oh, this is just another response. So that's kind of the high level how it works. It might take a while to get a few a few hits, but once a reporter features you, it's like um, all these other reporters come out of the woodwork and want to feature you. Okay, so when I've been out there and I've you know tried to vie for winning over one of these reporters, it seems like there is a ton of competition do you have any other tricks? So, of course, your email subject needs to be super surprising and 
attention grabbing. Any other tricks for beating out the competition? Because it seems like everyone's going for the same story. Yeah, that is true. I think there's only over like 350,000 connections made every day, or maybe it's 35,000. It's it's huge. So you're right. The competition is really tough. I my number one tip is make it very easy for the reporter to pick you. So talk in bullet points, not paragraphs. I had this one client. He was a PhD. He submitted Harrow's for six months and never got picked. And I said, Taka, send me what you're sending and let me see if I can help. And he was sending almost like, I mean, it was like pages. It was a dissertation. He's a PhD. And I said, I said that's way, way too much. And I made him a little template. And I said, just fill in the blanks here and I bet you'll get picked. And he got picked immediately. So, Nancy, it seems like uh, you would have to put in a lot of work for each submission because they're asking for different topics and that kind of thing. Are you saying it's like worth the half an hour of, of writing out this article and submitting it to a reporter just to cross your fingers? Is, do you have any shortcuts or tips and tricks on that? Oh, that is a great question. Here is my best shortcut. Most people know the questions that are going to come up in their industry. So the trick is to pre-write your response and then just kind of edit it right before that question comes out. So, for example, I have a tax business, and I know at the end of the year they're going to say, what are the top three tax moves you need to make before December 31st? And then come January, it's going to be about how do you budget your money to make sure it, you know you stick to your news resolution. So I made two pre-canned responses around those topics. Then I know in March it's going to be something like, what documents should you gather for your accountant? So if you can kind of anticipate what they're going to ask in your business and create just a canned response that you have on a template, as soon as that question comes up, you pull up that template, customize it a bit, send it off, and you are golden with that 15-minute window. All right. So you're saying create a system, right, Nancy? (laughs) Yes, Lindsay, I'm saying create a system to be more productive. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. I listen. I listen. Um, That's awesome. Do you, as part of your services, can people hire you to be like, hey, Nancy, help me get on Harrow, or do you not do that? Absolutely, I do that. I actually have a book on Amazon. It's called How to Get Free Publicity Using Harrow. You could just go to Amazon and search Nancy Gaines, and it'll come up. I think it's like $10 or maybe a little less on Kindle. But I also have that as one of my modules in my small business group coaching program. It's module 11. It's all about getting free publicity and writing press releases. So we go into it really, really deep. And part of my service is I will review your Harrow to help you tweak it before you send it out. Like I was talking about Taka, he got picked up by Reuters after me just working with him for a few minutes to fine-tune his stuff, and now we can say, as featured in Reuters. Wow. That's cool. And I do, for those of you listening, I do have Nancy's book, How to Use Harrow for Free Publicity. Highly recommend it. It has some excellent content in there, and I highly recommend everybody who's in search for traffic and leads that you get on Harrow. It's a perfect way to get those icons on your website. So um, so that's awesome, Nancy. So you're pretty confident that you can take any, uh, any schlub and get them on Harrow. Is that right? <laughs> Absolutely. So I speak on this all over the U.S., and I used to have this contest to see how fast somebody can get picked up after taking my class. And the first person it took a really? picture, yeah, it was really fun. Um, 
Well, Taka was the longest, was six months, but the next person, it took only two weeks, and she got featured in Fast Company, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. And then somebody was like a week, and then somebody left my class, and two hours later, I got this email and said, hey, am I the winner? I, I got it in two hours. So that's the record, two hours. Okay, okay, and let me just sum it up. Does it have to do, so in the back of your book, you kind of give this template would you say, like, it boils down to this amazing template you put together? Yes. Like, use that. It's, it's a system, right? Okay. <laughs> Stop, Lindsay. Stop asking me the same questions. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a template that works. And it, it talks a little bit about why you're qualified to answer, the three tips that they can take. Oh, and don't be surprised if they take it word for word. I was shocked when somebody took my exact answer and put it in there. I was like, ooh, okay, I better make sure my spelling is right. But, yeah, follow the template and be really, really nice to the reporters and make it easy for them to pick you because the easier you make it for them, of course, you're going to stand out. And the other thing about Harrow that I just loved in that book is I share what didn't work. You've got full disclosure of everything I ever wrote. and it's, Some of them really, really sucked. So you can kind of see <laughs> how I've progressed through the process. That's awesome. Okay. Um, there's one more question I have before I let you go. You mentioned you have a small, let's see, how did you word it? You said small business group coaching. Is that what you said? Absolutely. I just rolled out this amazing program, completely affordable for the newer business owner. So someone who knows where they want to go, but they're in the early years of their business and they need help around team finances, marketing, publicity, systemizing, automation, all the stuff that they need to get off the ground faster versus trying to figure it out on their own. You can learn more at nancygains.com slash GBA. It stands for Gain Biz Advantage. And I start it every month. So August is coming up. Not sure when this is coming out, but every month we have a new group and it's global, which is cool. That's awesome. Is there like a private Facebook group that goes along with that too? Yep, there's that. They've got access to me through email. We do a group call, videos. I mean, all sorts of really cool stuff so they can learn at their own pace but also have access to me. I do private one-on-one coaching as well, but the group coaching is probably the thing I'm most excited about right now. That's awesome. All right, Nancy, before I let you go, um, tell us again one more time how to find you and anything else you need us to know about you. Absolutely. Well, definitely check out the podcast on iTunes, and you can also get them on my website, nancygains.com. And if you want to email me directly, feel free. It's nancy at nancygains.com. All right. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks, Lindsay. This was so fun to catch up again. Yes, ma'am. Well, there you have it, everybody. Another great episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Now we've given you all the secrets to going and getting on Harrow, so go out and do it. This is One Click Lindsay with TrafficandLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast, featuring online marketing expert One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.